Welcome to the Everyday Christian Podcast, where we apply scriptural principles to everyday Christian lives. I'm John Rich. And I'm Gabe Bontrager. Today, I just have one question for all you fathers and godly men out there. Where are you? Thank you so much for joining us today. We wanted to re- go right into the Word of God in Genesis chapter number three. First of all, we appreciate all the fathers out there. Yeah. Happy Father's, Father's Day. Day. It's very late. Yeah. Uh, we're, I don't know, what, f- five or six days late for Father's Day. But we want to thank for, thank all our fathers out there. We know uh, how much sacrifice and yeah. work you put in to your kids and to uh, you know, keeping the home, and we really appreciate you and love you, and, and are thankful for you and respect you as fathers ourselves. We yeah. know what a lot of you go through. Uh, we wanted to start off by reading scripture to you out of Genesis chapter number three. The Bible says, uh, in Genesis chapter number three and verse number nine, and the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? Hmm. Where art thou? Right after the fall, right after everything took place, or rather right after sin uh, entered into the world, there was a separation there, Brother Gabe. And God, the first question that God ever asked in the Word is, where art thou? And that's what God's asking us men. Where are we? What what are we doing within the home? You know, I, I I hope that challenges you, and I know it definitely challenged me when, you know, we were studying, and, you know, that question was opposed to me. You know, where am I? What am I doing within, you know, the family? God, yes. That's what God's asking you. Where are you? Yes. Where are you? But you know what? Not just God's asking that. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, let's go ahead and read in, uh, Ezekiel chapter uh, 23 and verse 29 and 30. Very familiar portion of scripture, and it says this, The people of the land have used oppression and exercised robbery and have vexed the poor and the needy. Yea, they have oppressed the stranger wrongfully. Sounds like the world today. Yes. Sounds like the world. And I sought for a man among them, that they should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should destroy it, should not destroy it. But I found none. Right. I found none. Yes. And you know, the world, God's looking for a man. Yes. But you know what? The world needs a man too to stand up and to show godly character Amen. in this last day. Amen. And, uh, you know, as fathers, that's, that's just something we need right. to do, you know, right. to stand up and to show godly character to this world. Man, the Bible says in 1 Samuel 17 and 8, uh, after all this that was going on, Goliath was sitting there mocking the Israelites, mocking God. And the question that he put out, or the, the rather the statement that he made, it says, And he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel and said to them, Why are you come out to set your battle in array? Am I not am not I a Philistine and ye servants to Saul? Choose you a man for you, and let him come down to, to me. God is looking for a man. The world is looking for a man that will stand up against the enemy. Amen. I love, amen, the the word of God and what God is trying to speak to us yeah. here. And what we had burden on our heart. For all the fathers out there, I get it. You know, you talk about Mother's Day, all love and encouragement, all these things. I don't want to discourage fathers today. I'm not here to to try to hurt your feelings. I'm not here to try to twist you. I'm here to set a fire in you to let you know that we need the man of God in this hour that we're living in. We need the man of God to stand in the gap, to stand at home, to stand for the word and the truths of God's word. This world needs... uh, uh, the man of God, 
you know, the church needs the man of God, that yes. he's the pillar. Yes. But you know what? Most importantly, it seems the family needs the right. man of God You're to right. stand and to lead, to guide, to love. Yes. And, uh, you know, without the man, that that father role, that husband role within the family, um, you just find the families will fall apart. You're right. And it's our challenge to the, today is to stand up and to be that man and to be found faithful yes. in we, the family. We look at the statistics for uh, fatherless homes in America. Yeah. This is amazing to me. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, I believe it's 19.7 million children yeah. come from fatherless homes. More than, one, more than one in four live in a fatherless home or live in a home without, without a father. There are so many negative impacts that, yeah. that a fatherless home has. First of all, 63% of youth children are more likely to commit suicide in a fatherless home. 90% of all homeless and runaway yeah. youths come from fatherless homes. Brother Gabe, 85% of all children that exhibit behavioral disorders come from fatherless homes. 71% of all high school dropouts come from fatherless homes, Brother Gabe. That's staggering statistics, yeah. John. Yeah. You know, and uh, I was uh, looking at this article the other day, and uh, Candace Owens, um, she's uh, championing the Blexit movement, uh, you know, with, with uh, you know, minorities moving into the... Uh, yeah. uh, the Republican, um, uh, you know, party and, and she's just ch- trying to champion that, but she sent a really cool statistic and she was talking about the, the main, the number one reason why there's gang violence yeah. and that people don't, that the young kids drop out of high school right. is because that the father figure is not in the home. Yeah. And, um, she said, you know, we've got to get back to where the fathers are truly Amen. fathers in the home. You're right. And the juvenile detention rates, 70% of juveniles in state-operated institutions are from a fatherless home. You're right, yeah. Uh, it, it's amazing to see the effects that it's had. I mean, you look at places like Chicago. Yeah. You look at places all over America, and I, I'm sure there's there's many of them you probably know in the state that you live in. That one, that one city, that one place yeah. um, that a majority of the – Homes there are fatherless, and it's amazing to see the crime rate that goes up yeah. in a fatherless home. I mean, substance abuse is huge. Seventy-five percent of adolescent patients uh, in substance abuse centers are 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 because of fatherless homes. Seventy-five percent of rapists wow. motivated by displaced anger come from fatherless homes. And wow. to even back that up, yeah. uh, in uh, from nineteen ninety eight, which continues to be cited by researchers, a twenty sixteen report of teenagers placed in juvenile residential facilities, it shows that seventy five percent were living with only one parent at a time. And that is a significant difference between or compared to the 30% of teens who lived in two-parent households. And the questions that we have today is where is the man of God? Right. Where are you at? While the world is looking for someone to bow, God is looking for someone to stand up. While Amen. the world is looking for someone who isn't religious or isn't looking for or is looking for someone who isn't as uptight, God is looking for someone who'd be willing to be thrown into the lion's den over yeah. prayer. When the world is looking for somebody to bow down, to cower down to all of its commands, even in America, yeah. we see that so much of how we are truly being impacted by polit- politics, truly being impacted by religious uh, circles. Yeah. To bow down to what, hey, this is the law, this is how it's always been. God is looking for somebody to stand up mm. and stand against 
the enemy, Brother Gabe. Man, you're you're so right. And I think about, you know, who was it you were talking about earlier, Dr. Seuss. He yeah. said, you know, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss the quote, so please yeah. make sure. <laughs> yes. He said, why fit in? When you are born to stand out, yeah. Why fit in? Yeah. When you are born to stand out, I, I I believe that it's something that, man, Dr. Seuss probably meant it for the most <laughs> liberal thing in the world. Yeah. But he had some bit of truth to what he said. You were made to be separate. Yeah. We'll get into that in a moment. But yeah. the first question that God asked, Brother Gabe, yeah. where art thou? It's a question that God uh, asked after Adam and Eve's disobedience. But I wonder. I wonder, where was Adam when Eve was being tempted? Hmm. Where was Adam when Eve was being tempted? If, if I were Adam, I would have done everything I could yeah. to maybe hide the tree, to avoid the tree, to pray with my wife, to try to, to get her not to go near the tree. Now, listen, I say that now. I don't know how I would have been yeah. if I were the first human being created. I, I don't know how I would have been, but I would have liked to think that, man— Adam yeah. could have done everything in his power. Adam could have been there with Eve. God told Adam not to eat the fruit. Yep. Adam told Eve, I mean, the Bible tells us that when Satan tempted Eve, Eve said not to eat it, but not to even touch it. I believe that was something that was passed down likely from Adam. But sin, Brother Gabe, doesn't yeah. always start with touch. And we're getting somewhere here. Just hold on a little bit. Sin doesn't always start with touch. Yeah. Sin doesn't always start with immediately disobeying God's command. 1 John 2 and 16 says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the yep. lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Right. Jesus said in Matthew, he said, Ye have heard in times past uh, uh, of uh, that thou shalt not commit adultery, but I say that whosoever looketh unto a woman with lust, after her hath already committed adultery in his heart. A lot of times, sin starts with the eyes, Brother Gabe. Sin yeah. starts with the eyes. And I think about, you know, you're talking about this and you see that breakdown, that progression that we just talked about, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. You see that, that they looked to the fruit. They saw that it was good. Yeah. You know, the devil talked to them and said, you'll become like to God. Yeah. And that's when you find that they lifted themselves up above God, lifted themselves up in pride, and they took that and ate. And you know, that's if, as men of God, if we would separate ourselves yes. away from the things that would tempt us, yes. that would try to tear us down. And we talked about God's looking for a man. You know, there's a lack of men in the world. They're looking for a man. Yeah. But you know what? The devil's also, when we were talking about yeah. that, like Goliath. You're right. The devil's looking for a man to destroy. Exactly. And he's looking toward you. Yes, he oh is. Oh, man, oh, God. Oh, yes. And saying, you know what? I'm going to try to take him down. Yeah. And for us to stand away from the things that would try to tempt us and try to take us down. This is so important. And, you know, I was thinking, you know, if they would have just stayed away, they just would have stayed away and not looked under the fruit to see that it was good to eat. Right. If they would have been out of eyesight, I believe that they wouldn't have been tempted. But that's where where Satan was. Yeah. To try to tempt them. When they got close to the temptation, that's when they fell. Yeah. And if you're facing temptation today... I say run away from it. Amen. Be like Joseph, who yes. was a true man. Yeah. And he got up and he ran away. Yeah. He he left that temptation. He left that situation. He he got away. Right. If you're if you're feeling, you know, the, the Lord speak to you, I want to encourage you, run. Yeah. Yeah. And I, be, I believe, Brother Gabe, there's a lot of daddies out there. Yeah. There's a lot of baby daddies out there. Mm. There's not a lot of fathers. There's a difference. Yeah. There right, is a John. difference in being a father 
And listen, I, I don't care if you have kids. Yeah. If you're not doing, if you're not raising them the way God wants you to raise them, you're not being a true father. I hate to break that to yeah. some of you, and some of you it might hurt your feelings. But God designed things for us to to He designed things in a certain way. But again, I, I I've told you this before, and I don't know if He agrees with it. You may not agree with it, but I I truly like to think that, and the reason why we share this story with you about Adam and Eve is and 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 talking about where art thou is because I I, I believe. I truly believe Adam could have done more. He could have done more to stop Eve I do believe that, from, from partaking of the fruit. Right. Is it Eve's fault that sin into the world? I, I, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say it's Adam. You know, it, it's everyone's fault. It's both their faults. You can blame it on the devil, whatever. But the fact of the matter is that the moment that they stepped or got out away from walking with the Lord, the moment that that all this happened, that maybe they didn't feel God around, maybe they didn't think that God was there, was the very moment that at, the devil came in to tempt Eve. Yeah. And I, I like to think and believe that maybe there was something more that could have been done. Maybe yeah, there was absolutely. something more. Maybe they could have, you know, what is, let me ask you this, Father, what is the tree of knowledge of good and evil in your life? What is that thing that God has asked you not to touch? What is that thing that God has asked yeah. you not to partake in? What is that thing that God has convicted your heart over? Because if he has done it, this goes to a man of God, this goes to a woman of God, this goes yeah. to whoever I'm talking to, a child of God, whatever it is, youth, whatever. If God has told you not to touch it, you better do everything in your power not to touch it, not to look at it, not to eat it. You need to cut it off. You need to let it go. Build up something around it to where you won't be amen. looking at it every day. Yeah. Do something, amen, to stand in the gap. Brother Gabe, I, 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 don't, I, I was thinking about the, the term AWOL, hmm. and it's a military term. And, and what that term means is, let's just say you're fighting in battle and you're a soldier in the war. And, I, you know, you can name any number of wars, but let's just say you're fighting in the battle against the enemy. There's a shootout going on. You're throwing hand grenades. You're shooting, you know, uh, uh, whatever whatever weapon it is. I mean, yeah. uh, you've got some high-powered military-grade weapons that you're firing off. And your comrades are sitting there with you. And what a lot of – I wouldn't say a lot of people, hopefully, but what you've heard stories of is people that were in the battle – that decided that they were going to leave their comrades yeah. behind when the battle was going on and battle was raging. And what that term is, it's called AWOL. And when they leave AWOL, they leave their, their comrades right there in the midst of the war, in the midst of the fight, and leave them for themselves. They leave when the battle comes, when it's raging, when trials come. They leave because they're afraid of getting attacked, afraid of getting hurt, and they're afraid of having their back. And Brother Gabe, I believe that there are a lot of AWOL Christians yep. out there. Amen. There are Christians out there that God are facing us. battle after yeah. battle after battle. And the moment that they face the battle while everyone else is going on, while every everyone else is going on through the battle, while everyone else is fighting the same fight, we're all fighting the fight of faith, yeah. but we like to bow down, turn around, and leave. We become AWOL Christians, and we need to be careful. Father, you need to be careful not to be an AWOL man of God. You need to stand yeah. strong, Brother Gabe. Man, I think about Eve yeah. and Adam. <laughs> they were fighting. Yeah. They could have fought temptation together. Yeah. And I believe they would have won. Yeah. I'm with you, John. I, I yeah. believe that they would have won the battle of temptation if they were fighting together. Where was, where was Adam? 
Yeah. Where was Adam at? Yeah. Where was the man of God at? Right. He was perfect, born into a perfect world with yeah. an opportunity to sin. Yeah. And he was found missing. And there Eve sinned. And she took all that fruit and she ate. And I do believe that if they were fighting together, Amen. they were yeah. battling against that temptation mm. together, mm. but he was absent without leave. Yeah. Mm. yeah we, I think we like we would love to think that, and I, I believe I believe that as well. I think that there's so much that we could dissect from that. Uh, but listen, again, we're not we're not here to hurt you. I, I love yeah. I love Amen. my father. I love everything that he showed me. I love my grandfather. I love, you know, my wife's grandfather. I love the things that they've they've taught me and the things that they've shared with me and, and the the true men of God in my life, you yeah. know, the the pastors of my life, the you know, the the evangelists that I've that I've been encouraged by. Uh, listen, yeah. I, I love our fathers. I love them very much. But you, 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 what you need to understand is Adam walked with God. Yeah. Adam walked with God. David, we've said that before, Brother Gay. We've, we've talked, uh, I think it was our technology episode, we talked about David was an anointed man of God. Yeah. It didn't make him immune to falling into temptation. No. It didn't make him immune to falling into sin. And I, I, I encourage fathers to, to just... Just listen to my heart, because my heart says, listen, I love you, I appreciate your due, and I want you to keep fighting the faith. I want you to keep going on, Brother Gabe. I want you to keep, amen, striving to do what's right in the eyes of the Lord and and, and cut off the sin that your children could be uh, partaking in. Cut off the sin or the potential temptation that, amen, could be coming into your family, Brother Gabe. Think about John. John leaned on the Lord's chest there in the Last Supper, and he heard the heartbeat of God. He was so close to him. He was so close. Yeah. Close. He walked with God. And you know, he ended up forsaking him. They all forsook him. Hmm. But you know what? There's another verse Paul talks about that, you know, that if you walk in the Spirit, you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh if you walk in the Spirit. Yeah. How can you reconcile those two things? Someone who was so close to God but right. still was able to, to fall. But then he said, then Paul's saying that if you if you walk in the spirit, you're not going to fulfill the lust of the flesh. How do you reconcile those both? Well, you realize that John was close to Jesus. Mm-hmm. But Paul's saying, be in the spirit. Yeah. It's more than just walking right. with the Lord. Yeah. Because take heed lest you fall. Right. If you, if you think that you're standing, take heed. Yeah. When you're walking in the Spirit, you are enveloped yeah. in the presence of the Lord. Right. You have the Spirit of God around you, in, in you, you. In you, yeah. And that's when you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You're right. When you're walking in the Spirit. Yes. That's how you can build up that defense right. against the yeah. enemy. Amen, Brother Gabe. I, I think that... Filled with the Holy Ghost makes a huge difference. Amen. Filled with the Holy Ghost makes a huge difference. Praise the Lord. So, well, I won't go into that. I believe that there's four major categories that we thought of that yeah. uh, would really, I think, apply to all fathers, uh, especially in our Christian realm. And these four categories, I feel that a lot of we're losing a lot of our our Christian fathers in, and it's unfortunate. And yeah. I, I. We're here again. We're here to encourage you. Yep. We're here to help you. But the number one thing that I felt um, preparing for this was the one word hitting. Hmm. 
Ephesians 6 and 4, the Bible says, And ye fathers, provoke not your children unto wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Brother Gabe, over 3.2 million children are abused every year. Wow. 1,580 children died in 2014 as a result of abuse and neglect. Well, think about the the effects of abuse on the the child. Mm, Yeah. Alcohol abuse is a result, smoking and drinking at a very early age. A result, depression. Right. Drug abuse, yeah. suicide attempts. Yeah. yeah, man, someone someone that they should be looking up to hates them, yeah. hits them, yeah. uh, you know, demeans them, yeah. destroys their spirit, brings them down. Right. Look, fathers, you are designed to right. defend your family. Right, you're not designed to over to be an overlord and yeah. destroy your family. Right, you're right. You're being called to defend them, defend their emotions, defend them spiritually, not to tear them down. I believe that the father's the head of the house, but yeah. you need to understand, Father, and you need to listen to this. And I believe, listen, <laughs> I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, but there's someone out there that may be listening to this that yeah. needs to hear this portion. Love your wives as Christ loved the church. I want to ask you, how many times did Christ ridicule, abuse, and hurt the church. Not the church. The church hurt them many, him many times. Yeah. The church crucified him. But listen, how many times did, did God, do, did Jesus do that to the church? Religion crucified him, nailed him to the cross. How many times did he turn around and curse them? What did he say? Yeah. He said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Listen, you're the head of the house. The best way to be the head of the house is to lay down your life for your kids, to lay down your life for your yeah. wife, and to let, not let them rule, amen, but let them know that you, the humility, listen, let yeah. humility rule you, amen. Yeah. Listen, these kids, I, I think about suicide, yeah. Brother Gabe, suicide attempts. I couldn't believe, yeah. I've heard, you know, you've probably heard, listening, you've probably heard stories of, uh, I, I think there was a boy in Texas not too long ago that was nine years old, mm. hung himself, Wow, nine years old, hung himself. And the boys' bathroom there at school. Listen, these kids, they're just looking for ways to get out. Yeah. They're not trained right. Yeah. They're not they're not they're not living right according to God because they don't have an influence at home like they should. Our hands are made for just a few things, Brother Gabe. Come on. They are made Talk for wor- working. Yep. They are made for praising. They were made sometimes for spanking. They were never, ever, ever made for hitting. They should never be used for hitting your wife. They should never, well, we're all Christians, you know, we don't do this. Listen, there's a lot of Christians out there that live behind closed doors that are differently than how they are in church. They shouldn't be laying their hands on their wives. You shouldn't be laying your hands on your kids. You shouldn't be trying to get into fights in the parking lot at somebody at Walmart. Listen, hitting. Oh, come on now, Brother Gabe. Hitting. You should stop trying. Verbal abuse. Yep. Come on. Verbal abuse. Come on. You should show your wife love, not hate and anger. You should show your wife and child what the true meaning of love is, Brother Gabe. You know, I was thinking of the term servant leader. God's yeah. called a father, a husband, to be a servant leader. You're there to lead them. It's not to be a ruling, yeah. overbearing on your family. Right. But you're to lead them from a perspective of servanthood. Yeah. What does that mean? You lead by an example. You show them the way. 
and you help them. You help them achieve yeah, their yeah. own dreams. You help yeah. them achieve their own passions. Right, right. And uh, that's, that's what God's called us yeah. to do. Yeah. And you'll find when you put on that cloak of servanthood that you're going to be given respect. Yes. You're going to be given the opportunity to truly lead right. when you become a servant to your family. That's what God's called us to do. Yes. Brother Gabe, I think that fathers, what you need to do when you're raising your kids, I've got two boys, you've got two girls. When you look at those kids, however you treat them, I want you to do me a favor and I want you to look in the mirror and I want you to think, would I want my kid to grow up to be like me? Mm. And if the answer is no, you need to fix that. Yeah. You need to fix that. Do I want them to be better than me? I feel like we all should raise them to be better than us. Absolutely. But even if they're, <laughs> even if they're just a little better than us, would that make a difference? Would that help? Would that help anybody? Mm-hmm. You need to look at how you're living, how you're acting, how you're being, because you've got two little eyes. Depending on how many kids you have, you may have yeah. sixteen little eyes that are looking, <laughs> that are looking at you yeah. that are that are influenced so strongly by you, brother Gabe. Yeah. I think that hitting is a category uh, that we that we're touched up on, and I I pray. Listen, don't you dare, don't you dare lay your hand on your kid. But I think there's another thing uh, that we we thought about and want to discuss, and that's the word. One word is is fitting. Hmm. Man, a lot of men are hitting. There's a lot of men that are fitting. They just want to fit in. This group of men just wants to fit and follow the crowd. This group of men just wants to blend in and, and fit in, Brother Gabe. They want to uh, wear what everyone else wears. They want to listen to what everyone else listens to. They want yeah. to watch what everyone else is watching. They want to talk how everyone else is talking, Brother Gabe. As you said, Dr. Seuss there, yeah. not even a man of God, yeah. not even out of the Bible, said you were born to stand out. Men, you are not made to fit in. Man of God, you are not made to blend in with the crowd. Hey, is this thing on? You were not made to blend in with the crowd. That's right. Listen, preacher, pastor, whatever it is I'm talking to, I got to tell you something. Your church does not... (laughs) Oh, Lord, help me here. Amen. Your church does not need to look or act or feel like the world. You need to be separate. Right. You need to be right, separate. John. Romans 12, 12 and 2 says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is uh, good, good and acceptable uh, in the perfect will of God. First Peter 2, 9 yes. says, But ye are a chosen generation, yes. a royal priesthood, a holy nation, right. a peculiar people, yes. that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. I think of the three Hebrew children, and yes. there they were. Yes. They were they were they had the obligation to bow. But you know what? Their obligation to the Lord, their commitment to the Lord made them stand yes. when everyone else yes. knelt. When everyone else was trying to fit in, right. they stood up. And you know, I think about that verse that I just read. You're a, whole, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, yeah. a peculiar people. Different. You know, they, they, <laughs> the three Hebrew children... They knew that they were different. They knew what nation that they truly were from. We are not from a nation here right. on earth. Right. We're from a holy nation. Right. We're we're part of the kingdom of God. Yeah. yeah. We're we're part of a spiritual nation here. Yes. And we can stand up in faith and in boldness and courage yes. in this world and and break out of that mold right. that, that the world would love to put us yes. in. Yes. Where are you? 
Amen. Where are you? Where are you? We were meant to be different in a godly and holy way. We were meant to be set on fire for God. Amen. Where is the man of God? Is there a man of God among us? Amen. Is there somebody here that will stand up and get a fire inside of them that will say, I will not fit in? Amen. Jeremiah 20 and 9 says, and the, but his word was in mine heart mm. like a fire shut up in my bones, Brother Gabe. I, I, I think about that scripture. I, I like to think about the fire. You know, a fire, it's, uh, it's hard to start when the wood is wet. Yeah. Listen, when you're wet with the world, you're not going to catch on fire. But when you ask the Lord to take away those things in your life, when you ask God to dry you up, yeah. From the world, Amen. There, there is a fire that can come in Amen. that will be like a wildfire. Listen, it takes wind to start a fire. Yeah. Sometimes it's the Holy Ghost living inside of you Amen. to get you to be separate from the world. Amen. We need a spirit. Yes, it's a light shining in darkness, brother Gabe. Uh, listen, I think about small ones and and small fires and how uh, they can be contained. Maybe a little candle, but listen, when we get true men of God. On fire for the Lord, following after His word, following after His will, will be a wildfire that no devil in hell can put out. Man, I, you, I think about there's a, a story about in Australia, and, and I can't remember the exact birds. It's a falcon and a falcon and another type of bird, and they're a really smart bird. And what they will do is that they will fly to a campfire and pick up a un a, a branch that's on fire and pick up just like the one side of that twig, hmm. and they'll fly out. And they'll drop that twig in the middle of a dry field. Wow. And that will start a fire in the field. They, people have seen these birds do this. Wow. And that fire will start burning in that field. And every rodent, every vermin will start running like crazy. And they'll try to get out of that field. They'll try to get out, out of the field and try to get to a place that's safe. And that's when those falcons are able to get down there and snatch up wow. those vermins wow. and, uh, and be able to, to eat. But that's I think awesome. if, I could, if I could really just apply that to our lives, we need that, that blessed dove. Yes. We need the Holy yes, Spirit do. to pick up that fire, yes, carry it to do. our lives, You're and right. let it burn out You're anything right. that would try to, to you know, be you know, impure. Impure. Yes. Yes. In our lives. We yes. need that. Yes, we do. We need the Holy Ghost Amen. fire to burn out those impurities. Amen. You you have to go through the yeah. fire. Yeah. But listen, you were never, ever, ever, as a man of God, you were never yeah. made to fit in. Listen, you were never made to be a people pleaser. You were never made to please man. I got to tell you, if you're laying down your convictions for man, you listen, you better pick them back up because you're not here to please man. You're here to please God, you are made to stand out. You are yeah. made to be the light of the world, Brother Gabe. I think about a lot of a lot of men in our world are hitting. A lot of men in our world are fitting, and I think what ties with fitting is yeah. sitting. Yeah, Brother Gabe, You're right. God is looking for somebody who will stand in the gap. We want to sit yeah. because others are sitting. Brother Gabe, it would have been easy for those three Hebrew boys to bow down. You're right. It would have been easy. I like what uh, Brother Randy Snow, he always says this when he's talking about the three Hebrew boys. They, When the music played, they didn't bend over and try to tie their shoe. No. They didn't you know, try to clean something off their shoe and the music played to make it look like they were bowing, even though they weren't. They stood up 
They stood up. I believe they didn't yeah. even have a hunch in their back. No. I believe they stood up straight when the music played. God is looking for a man who will say, just like Joshua, and Joshua 24, 15 yep. says, And it would be evil among you to serve the Lord. Choose you this day whom you will serve, whether it be the gods of your uh, which your father served uh, uh, that, 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 of the other side of the flood or the mm-hmm. gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But it's for me and my house. We will. We will serve the Lord. Stand for what is right. Stand Amen. for God. Joshua had a made-up mind. He had yes. a determined Resolve. mind. Yes. And you know what? That's what we need for for uh, men and husbands, uh, fathers uh, in this world, as men that are having a, yes. a made-up mind. Right. That they're going to go through. They're going to keep their commitments. Right. They're going to keep their burden, yeah. and they're going to be men of God in this right. world. You're they're right. not going to sit down, but they're going to stand up. Yes, Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, yes. Ephesians 6, 13 and 14 says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Man, when you've done all to stand, when you fought the good fight, yes. when you don't feel like you can go on anymore, right. stand. That's all Paul stand says. Stand therefore. Yes. And I may have shared this on a, 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 a earlier podcast, but man, I, it just comes to my mind right now. I want to share it. When the, the priests were to, to go across Jordan and the Jordan River was to split, Joshua instructed the priest mm-hmm. this one thing. Yeah. To go, read it. Says, go yeah. stand yeah. still You're in right. Jordan. Yes, and whatever situation that you may be in, that's God's call to you. That's God's word right. to you. Right. Stand in that situation yes. and Amen. let God do the work. Yes. And guess what? This is what I love about this story. The Bible says that when their foot, when their when their shoe touched the water, they hadn't even got out there, but they were stepping out in faith. Praise God. When their their sandal had touched that water. God parted the ways. Amen. They weren't knee deep, waist deep, right. neck deep, right. and God decided to move. But he saw their faith that they were going to go and stand out there yeah. in the middle of Jordan. And so God did a work. Yeah. And God saw their faith and he worked and he, he acted on their faith. Amen. God's calling you to stand, yes, he is. Father. Yes, God's he calling is. you to stand, man of God. And when you take that step of faith out there to go right. stand. Right. God's going to be with you 100%. Amen. Stand, therefore, Brother Gabe. I love that scripture because we take it and and we can dissect it however way we want it. But Paul says here, having done everything to stand. Yeah. Stand. Praise the Lord. Even if you've stood for a long time. Amen. Stand. We don't have time to bow. We don't have time to bow. We're not promised tomorrow. No. We don't have time to say, I've been standing for 30 years. It's time to let up just a little bit. I've been standing for five years. It's time to let up a little bit. I've been standing long enough. It's time. Listen, you've done everything you can to stand. Paul gives one command. Stand. Praise Keep the Lord. standing. Where is the man of God? Yeah. Where are they? I tell you what, a lot of them are bowing down. Yeah. We will not bow, Brother Amen. Gabe. We will serve the Lord. I believe a lot of our fathers are hitting. Yeah. A lot of our fathers are fitting. Mm. A lot of our fathers are sitting. But this last point hits me hard. A lot of our fathers are quitting. Yeah. A lot of our fathers are quitting. I was thinking about uh, someone that I know uh, very, very close and personally. Her, her father um, left them at, at such a young age. Mm. 
you know, there was infidelity. There was a lot of things that, that happened. He wasn't really in church. And uh, he, he could have stayed. I mean, and this, this lady's mother, you know, wanted to hang on yeah. and just believe God, was saved and said, I, I, I would be willing to stay with you. And he up and left. Mm. Brother Gabe, I, I think about how many times that's happened in our in our Christian realm. So many times, John. Listen, we so many times. we don't quit when the road gets rough. Yeah, we we fix, we work. Yeah, we work. We don't we don't quit. You know, I, I thought I think it was a, a meme I saw one time on Facebook, and someone was asking uh, this this old couple like how they had lasted so long, and and the I, I believe the old couple's answer was because back in my time when something was broke, you fixed it. Wow. Meaning, look, there's not always going to be everything's not going to be hunky dory. No. Sometimes you're going to be in the mully grubs, Brother Gabe. Everything's not going to be up and bright and shiny and all that. I get it. But listen, when you, when, just like this old couple, when you get into a time or a point of your life where it's just not working out, you need to find ways to fix it. Yeah. And you need to find ways to make it happen, Brother Gabe. John, I look at the story of Adam. Yeah. And you know what? Right. He didn't stay away. Yeah. You find Adam, when God called to him in the cool yeah, of the day, yeah. he had to come and stand and admit. Right. And he was willing to do that. Yeah. Yeah, of course he, right. he made a mistake. You're right. He went he went AWOL. Yeah. He wasn't there when when Eve needed him in her time of temptation. Yes. But you know what? He said, I'm gonna come out. Right. And I'm gonna face the Lord. Amen. And I'm gonna admit You're right. that I'm wrong. Yeah. And you know what? We make mistakes. Amen. We make, we're human. Yes. We make mistakes. Yes. I make mistakes. I do too. I've not always been the best father. I've not always Usually been the I'm best perfect. husband. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know, I make mistakes. We, yes. we make mistakes. But the difference is when we admit and we move on. Yeah. And we go to make it yeah. right. Right. And you know, that's what God's calling us to do today. Yeah. And say, you know, I'm human. I may not have always stood. Right. I may not have always done it right, but I'm going to make a decision today yeah. to stand for my family, yes. to stand for my, my, my God, my right, Savior. Right, Praise God. We're, we can't give up on our family. We can't give up on right. going to church. We can't quit praying. The souls of your wife and children depend yeah. on you. They depend on you. I, I read a stat, and we're, almost, we're closing here, but I read a stat uh, I want to make sure I get this right, but it was talking about you know the, the salvation within families when a ch- child gets or children get saved and the wife gets saved and then the hu- and the husband gets saved and it said I think one point three percent of out of the families that the children get saved in they actually influence the other families the members to get saved just one point three percent I believe it was the the wife after she got saved she was able to influence by like. I don't know, 15 or 16%, somewhere around there. But it said when the father got saved, the influence that he had wow. to have all the rest of his family be saved after that was well over 90%. Wow. 90 wow, John. plus percent of families got in. Listen, father, you are a difference maker. Amen. You make up the difference. And I, I encourage you, listen, we've talked, we've probably hurt some of your feelings. I, I hope not. We've probably, we, we're not here to tear you down, but we're here to lift you up and let you know that, Amen. listen, you 
have purpose. Yes. You have purpose. Your purpose is to lead your family in the way that's right. Praise don't the Lord. bow down. Don't hit. Don't quit. Don't fit. Listen, Brother Gabe, there's a lot of men out there that are hitting. Yeah. There's a lot of men out there that are quitting. There's a lot of men out there that are sitting and fitting. But God is calling men Amen. to stand up, yes. to stand out, and to stand by your loved ones, Brother Gabe. Don't quit. Don't yeah. quit. Amen. And I, I believe that there's many men yeah. that you feel this charge, you feel this challenge, and you yeah. say, you know what? I'm going to stand up. I'm going to do better. I'm going to, I'm going to own up to what I feel like I've made the mistake or I feel yeah. God's dealing with me, and I'm going to do what I know is right. And if that's you today, you know, you can, you can make those decisions. Right. You know, it just takes humbling. Praise God. Ridding yourself of pride and say, I'm going to take yeah. a step forward to the Lord and to my family. Amen. Praise the Lord. Where are you? Yeah. Man of God, where are you? Yeah. Brother Gabe, we're going to close yeah. in, uh, in prayer. And, and before we do, I, I just wanted to, to share something with all the fathers out there. And, and this is something that I've heard uh, my, my pastor say in past and uh, there in Texas and something that has always blessed me. But I think about roses. I mean, roses, to me, this is going to sound real girly. I don't mean it to. One of the most beautiful flowers in all the world. Roses, as simple as that. Yeah. I think they smell great. You yeah. know, don't, yeah. don't pick on me, guys. <laughs> you know, I don't want a box of roses. <laughs> I don't want any of that. I just, I'm saying out of all the flowers that I like, roses are really nice. But it's what's amazing about roses is that, you know, you touch the, not, probably not the stem of the rose, but if you t- touched a rose, it would be soft and gentle. The fragrance is beautiful. But what's amazing about a rose is that when it's planted firmly in the ground, it stands strong in the middle of the storm. Roses, when storms come, when trials come, things blow over, everything's going this way and that way, trees are knocked down in the middle of a storm. But roses, they may bend a little bit when the wind comes. They may have a strong something against them. But when the storm comes, they stand strong. Listen, while everything else is crashing around them, they are able to stand strong. And they got a little roughness to them, too. You know, they got the horns, the po- you know, they'll poke you, they'll hurt you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not wanting you to think you got to be soft. <laughs> but I'm telling you that be like a rose. Stand strong. Have a sweet side to you. Yeah. Love your kids. Love your family. But when the road gets rough, stand strong, Amen. firmly planted in the Lord. Brother Gabe, if, if that's all you have shared with yeah, us, that's all absolutely. I have today. And we want to thank you so much for joining. Amen. i like for Brother Gabe to close us out in Amen. prayer. Thank you so much. I mean, let's pray. Lord, I thank you for an opportunity to hear your word, God, to hear your principles. Lord, help us to apply your principles to our lives, God. As godly men that we could stand, Lord, in this last generation, oh God. Help us to have, Lord, the courage, the strength, the Lord, to, to be the godly example that you would have us to be. Lord, I pray, God, for each one, God, in our audience, that you would just give them encouragement and strength through this. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you.